Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Here the numbers, they're toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the dream team. Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey, Joey Villani, all here for you. Judy has booked an amazing show today once again. Francesco Marchioliano. <laughs> Close enough. I don't know how to pronounce it. Marchioliano. We're going to have to ask him. Marchioliano. 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 That's how you say it. Marchioliano. Joey, is that right? Marchioliano. He's, uh, how do I know? Because I'm Italian, you think I could pronounce every, every, every name here? When we go to the deli, you're always like asking me what that stuff is up on the menu there. So I don't know. I'm just saying. Sally Forth, you've seen that cartoon, have you not? I read it every day. 700 newspapers across, across the country. Mm-hmm. He is uh, the author on that puppy there. Yes, he is. And has several books, including I Could Pee on This <laughs> and other poems by cats. And so we'll be chatting it up with him in just a couple of minutes right here. Tammy, you're working hard in the newsroom. I understand that uh, the vet story just gets even weirder. This, of course, it, it the, really does. The vet in Fort it, Worth, Texas, who is or is allegedly did not euthanize animals he was supposed to euthanize and actually kept them in horrid conditions and used them mm-hmm. for transfusions. And that story even gets a, weirder. It does. And every week, I think I've heard as crazy as it can get, and I find something new and even more horrific. This time we've actually ascertained what the animal cruelty charges are all about. They're all about his very own dog. His own animal. A vet. His very own border collie. Moly. Okay. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's on it, the it, way. It absolutely is. It, it's like some horror movie, some horrible Stephen King kind of gross movie, but it's 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 playing out right now in Fort Worth, Texas. Dr. Marty Becker will be on the show today, and he's going to be talking about non-surgical sterilization. And this is a new way to spay and neuter. I guess it's... Does it work on just uh, the I think the it's boys? just a male thing right now. Okay, I like way to neuter. Yeah. yeah, he'll be on. He's, uh, of course, our veterinary correspondent here at Animal Radio. Also, Cuddle Clone. This, I guess this is the stuffed animal you brought in this mm-hmm. morning, Judy. Doesn't it look like Ladybug? It does look like Ladybug a little bit. I actually took a double take. I thought it was. I know. It looks just like her. It's just so awesome. So we're going to talk to the person who makes these? Yes. Okay. She's on the show in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Joey, what are you working on? You you got a like a gallon jug of argon oil today. Yeah. Listen, don't don't be giving away my tips here, baby. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about hair breakage on long-haired dogs and you know how to make your long-haired dog look a little bit better. That's all on the way. Let's hit the phones. How about we head to Richard? Hey, Richard, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Indiana. Beautiful Indiana. What's going on? Uh, I have a question for Dr. Debbie. Okay. I have a uh, Chihuahua. His name is Tiger. He's uh, almost two years old. He'll be two years old in July. And I take him for walks every day. We're usually at about a half hour, and it's around a mile that we walk. And I've noticed that... When we come home, he just pops down and goes to sleep and just lays around the rest of the day. I was wondering if that was normal or should I be spacing the walks out and not going so far at one time or what's going on here? Now, are you aware of any kind of um, orthopedic problems, any kind of joint issues that he has? No, no. Okay, and is he a chubby fella or is he a healthy weight? <laughs> He's about four pounds. Now, he is a little on the thick side, but he's only about four or five pounds. 
Okay. And, and if, are you around like after the walk and does he just kind of not want to do anything or does he get up and show interest in other things during the day? No, he, he'll show interest in other things during the day, but it seems like after we walk, he just lays around and then just, just like he's wore out. So I didn't know if maybe I should start spacing it out like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Um, yeah. I did also, also didn't know if maybe it was a case where he was getting too tired. Maybe I should start taking water with me or. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you that for a half-hour walk, that is not an extreme amount of activity for a dog of his age. And that's why I was asking if he had any excess weight problems or if he had an orthopedic problem, because some of these little guys commonly have knee issues and such, things that might make him less able to kind of bounce back from um, activity. But, you know, I recommend up to an hour of exercise a day for a normal, healthy dog. So for me, I would feel better having you take this little guy to a vet and just have a couple things checked out. Um, there okay. are some things that, that do come to mind. Um, those first two things I mentioned, you know, joint problems as, as well as weight. But, you know, I would definitely want to just take a good listen to his heart. So we'd want to check that out by uh, taking a good listen, make sure we don't hear any heart murmurs, any abnormal rhythm changes in the heart, really make sure his ticker's good. And then the next thing is there are some hormonal problems that can cause um, weakness and an inability to tolerate what we'd call normal everyday exercise for for dogs, and I'd say 30 minutes is pretty normal. Um, so there are diseases like Addison's disease, which is a problem where a dog can have a low cortisone level, and that can make them very, um, you know, kind of sluggish at times. They can even have digestive problems from time to time. So, so some of these things we might want to kind of get some assurances that we don't have that, or if we do, that we can start going down that pathway. Um, because yeah, he he really ought to handle that duration of exercise. Um, now, if you were telling me you we're taking him out and running him and you know you're doing a jog around the block 30 minutes and then he was really tuckered out um yeah i didn't understand that but i, I think right. you're doing very reasonable good activity and um you know i would just make sure you know your vet checks him out and gives him a clean bill of health and then from there you know the good thing about exercise is it usually helps to regulate their appetite and it keeps them out of trouble so sometimes having a quiet dog around the house is a good thing um mm-hmm. you know as long as we're comfortable he's not having any kind of health issue there right all right well thank you very much hey thanks for your call thank you at one 405 that is toll free to the dream team here at animal radio dr debbie answering your vet medical questions dog trainer alan cable and of course groomer joey volani and let's take one for dr debbie we have pam on the phone hi pam welcome to animal radio hi how are you thanks for taking my call well hi so what do you have going on what kind of critter I have uh, I have a ton of critters, but this one has a problem we've not been able to resolve. She's um, she's a dog, a lab like Schnauzer mix, just a mutt. Uh, beautiful though. She's about six, five, six years old. We adopted her when she was about six to nine months old, and okay. ever since we got her, she's got a she has a licking problem. Constantly. Is then licking herself or licking other her things? Pa- herself, her paws okay. and her other parts. Uh, and she does it until she'll cry. I mean, and we've tried, you know, with food allergy, we've tried, you know, switching foods, no grain, this and that. I mean, she's been to the vet dozens and dozens of times, and the only thing that's ever seemed to stop her for any length of time is when they put her on steroids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And then if you occupy her, so if 
you know, watching TV or whatever, I have her come up and sit with me and, and pet her. And as long as she's occupied, she doesn't. So I don't know if it's a mental thing or we haven't tried drugs yet. Okay. Anything now, to just, you know, all of the trying to eliminate. Sure. Now, what about, like you said, that the steroids helped her. Does she have other things going on with her skin? Does she have sores, uh, bald she's spots? She's a couple hot spots, um, and she does get ear infections. Okay. All right. Hot spots and ear infections. Ooh. When I hear those two things, they're like the duo <laughs> of allergic skin disease. That's the number one thing I think of when we have both those things going on. And, you know, even if she's been on a hypoallergenic diet, there are other ways to go at that um, beyond going grain-free um, because that's not truly a hypoallergenic diet. It's just a grain-free approach. So there might right. be some other ways that we can try some of the different prescription foods that are geared for food allergy. There's hydrolyzed protein diets, which are the strictest way you can go into a food allergy um, trial where you're trying a diet that hopefully will not alert those immune receptors in the gut. Um, if you do that, you got to eliminate everything else that she possibly could eat in her environment. Treats, things off the table, and shortcomings in doing that thing. I, I feel that a lot of times we don't get really good... Um, uh, way at food allergies because there's so many variables that in many households it's hard to really control. So um, you, that might be one area where we can really get serious, try a hydrolyzed diet, and see if um, we can get you know everyone in the household on board with that. Um, wow. The other thing, as far as with all of that going on, being a lab, uh, you know, I, that's an interesting mix, lab and schnauzer. I'm trying to like imagine what that looks like um, yeah. <laughs> with a little beard, but. But the the Labrador part is definitely, you know, I, I love the breed. I've got them myself, but they do have a lot of skin and allergy problems. So if these type of symptoms improved with a steroid, you know, I, I guess I'm not as confident thinking that something in a behavioral medicine is really going to help. Because if it improved with a steroid, it tells me there's a significant inflammation, itch component there that mm-hmm. is real. We're not imagining it. It's in her body, and it's a matter of finding what is the, the best way to deal with that. So I probably wouldn't go spending the efforts going towards the psychological route and mood-altering drugs. I think that would be the wrong thing for this baby. Um, okay. But there is a lot you can do, and whether your veterinarian can help you with that or you need to get a, a veterinary dermatologist on board to help you. For me, I like um, for pets that, you know, we know steroids help, but we don't want to necessarily go with the long-term effects of that. Um, I'll try a drug uh, called cyclosporine, which modulates the immune system and kind of helps to get around those allergies, and it can really help with some of the pets that have all these different skin symptoms with allergies. Um, that would be one thing I would consider in addition to the, the food trial that you might be doing already. And um, okay. you know, really making sure we're dealing with everything else that's present on the skin. Because pets with allergies and these itchies and chewing, they have so much other stuff going on in their skin. It's so easy to say, oh, I tried antibiotics before. It didn't work. Oh, you know, I tried the antifungals before. It didn't work. But you know what? This is a consistency thing. We've really got to keep at it. And you got to keep keep those warriors on the front lines, if you will, to deal with allergic skin disease. Because if you put your guard down, you're going to have things like the yeast infections come back and the bacterial infections. Right. So, um, so it's not going to get any better. And she just went through another round of antibiotics um, for mm-hmm. an ear infection. So I know whatever infection is there would be cleared up at this point until she starts, the, which she has, started the licking again. And so I know it will come right back. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, and, and this is where it kind of, it's hard to get ahead of the allergies, but if we can try things besides steroids, such as mm-hmm. cyclosporin, the food trial, or even with the work of a, a, a veterinary dermatologist, we can even do things like allergy testing and then maybe do some desensitization therapy where you kind of give those little injections at home and it gets her immune system acclimated to some of those common allergens that she might react to. And for many pets, you know, it's, it's a bit more, labor-intensive way to deal with allergies, but it can be more of a long-term strategy to try to make our pets comfortable and not just keep throwing these, you know, anti-itch remedies at them. Um, and it, it takes, you know, de- definite dedication. It's not a quick fix, but for many pets, that really can make them more comfortable in the whole long-term scheme of things. So, so ask the vet about the hydrolyzed food diet. Yeah, Is that the, right? It's, and then yeah, cyclosporine? Cyclosporine and then... Uh, okay. And then definitely, you know, there's different ways we can do allergen therapy for dogs. If they have a veterinary dermatologist nearby, they may do the skin patch testing like you or I might get where they inject the little allergens and they watch for a bleb or a hive in that area. If they don't have that capability where you're at, um, sometimes you can do a uh, blood-based form of allergy testing and that might be something that they have if you know if you don't have all those same options available there but yeah, definitely sure some things we can try there i will do that i just feel so bad for her i mean and it takes so long when you start trying so right now we've got a pheromone collar on her and i've been Aww. trying that for the last three or four days and it's not affected her at all thinking you know that if it is psychological but yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna side on the <laughs> side of her itchy skin and I, and I say yeah she's she sounds like she's got a real problem there mom yeah so good luck with that and I hope she's comfortable and quieting down that itch soon there <laughs> this is Dr Debbie thank you so much for your call we appreciate it give us a call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Geico presents Strange Savings Stories. Jason Ray noticed a blue birthmark had appeared on his forehead in the shape of the Geico Gecko. Jason felt compelled to switch his car insurance to Geico and save hundreds of dollars with great discounts. By nightfall, the birthmark had disappeared. Jason's wife, Jeannie, thinks it was probably just blueberry jam from breakfast. Jason prefers to believe otherwise. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota RTV utility vehicle. Maybe it has a Kubota orange paint job. Maybe camouflage. Maybe it has two seats, or maybe it has four. There might even be a comfortable factory-installed cab with heat and air conditioning. In fact, there's a whole lineup of hard-working Kubota RTVs waiting for you at your local Kubota dealer. Like the redesigned RTV X-Series, the next generation of North America's top-selling diesel utility vehicle with truck-inspired styling. 
It's a whole new driving experience with Kubota's exclusive independent rear suspension technology for a smooth, comfortable ride, even in rugged terrain and bumpy work sites. With so many RTV options, it's easy to find the right one for you. Then start saving with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota RTV Utility Vehicles, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. I went on a 16 and a half mile hike with my dog. It almost killed both of us. Probably more so you. Your dog's probably more apt to be uh, okay with the physical activity. You don't do that kind yes. of stuff, do you? No, I am very physical. Well, Alan, Even you are a fine you now, physical don't, specimen. Don't I look okay, physical? all right. You, you, <laughs> I can you do certainly a push are. Up, you know. I'm going to start a push-up right now. I'll show you. Okay. Uh, Give me 50. And hopefully we'll have it done before the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's just getting down. He's on his knees now. Yep, there I go. Take some 10 minutes just to make it down to the floor. Uh, do, do I have to do it with my knees off the ground? Because that, I'd rather do a woman push-up, if you don't mind. A oh. woman push-up, I don't think you should. I can show you. In fact, I think all these women in here can I do. can do a man push-up. Yeah. I couldn't, but she could. Uh, but you would admit, I'm sure, Alan, that Dr. Debbie is America's favorite veterinarian, right? I would admit not only is she America's favorite veterinarian, she is also the most gorgeous veterinarian on the planet. <laughs> oh, you guys should nominate her. <laughs> yeah, we should nominate her. Yes, hey, Brittany, should. how are you doing? Good, how are you? Very good. Brittany from the AVMF, which is actually, what is that, an arm of the AVMA? It is. It is the charitable giving arm of the AVMA. Oh, wow. I did not know yeah. that. Right now, you're accepting nominations for America's Favorite Veterinarian. You're doing a whole daily thing. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, this is our second annual <laughs> second annual contest. Um, so right now, we're accepting nominations for America's Favorite Veterinarian. So it's our nationwide search to identify and celebrate extraordinary, exemplary veterinary professionals, veterinarians. So the contest is open to veterinarians from all areas of veterinary medicine, so public health, agriculture, academia, um, you name it. Well, so what are you Uh, looking for? What's the criteria exactly? Well, the veterinarians will be evaluated on their community involvement, ethical behavior, passion for their profession. Um, And the nominations will be from their clients or colleagues. And so some of the questions someone may want to ask themselves in nominating someone for America's Favorite Veterinarian is, do you like your veterinarian so much that you wish he or she saw human patients? Oh, Um, yeah, we do that all the time. We ask her all the time. (laughs) Um, You know, does your veterinarian listen attentively? Do they know your pet's name when you come in? Do you have a special bond? Um, Have they helped you in a financial hardship? Um, Some of those things and those special touching stories, um, we want to get out of people. Those We want to seek to... Um, capture the bond between pet owners and their pets and um, people who have livestock and those those veterinarians that come out and help them. Um, that special human-animal bond we want to c- capture in this contest and honor the veterinary professionals that help us keep our pets healthy and happy. I just am torn because <laughs> I know who this person is already, and I, mm-hmm. I know that she... She helps thousands of people all the time, free over the air uh, every weekend. She, you know, she answers phone calls. She's uh, reaching out. She, she's the kind of gal that you wish that you could go out and have dinner with. You don't even need oh, to really? know her, but you just want to. <laughs> Hell, you're going to be a great campaign manager for me. My goodness, <laughs> once a vote, 
voting starts, make sure that they're nominated so you can campaign for them. (laughs) Okay. Everybody has their favorite veterinarian. Even in your town, you probably have your favorite veterinarian. And the website is americasfavoritevetinarian.org. americasfavoritevetinarian.org. And you got to complete an entry form with 250 words or less narrative on why the nominee deserves to be America's favorite veterinarian. What do they win? Yeah, it's some pretty great prizes involved with this. So if you... The winner is selected for America's Favorite Veterinarian. They'll receive a $500 cash prize along with a trip to the 2015 AVMA convention in Boston. So you're going to wow. get a trip there. Um, a year feature on the AVMF website. So um, you'll be featured as America's Favorite Veterinarian. You'll be our spokesperson and your clinic and yourself will be featured. And also a community celebration at your clinic for your staff and your clients. And the person who nominates America's Favorite Veterinarian, they also get a special gift, too. They'll get an animal lover's gift pack with a number of different treats and goodies in there for them and their pets. Oh, so there's some incentive there to nominate your vet. So wherever you are, head on over to americasfavoritevetinarian.org and vote for your veterinarian in town. And and if you don't have any good veterinarians in town, I can tell you. Pack your bags, Debbie. You're going to Boston. (laughs) Is there a bravery category? Because, you know, Dr. Debbie was called in to neuter Godzilla. A lot of people don't know that. And I had this goiter on my neck she helped me with once. I'm telling you, she's... Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, No, no, we don't treat people. (laughs) Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. People can learn more over at the website. We'll put links over at animalradio.com, too. Uh, fun contest there, and it's it's good to you know pay homage to the exactly the veterinarians that do all kinds of hard work for our animals at weird hours of the day. These a are a lot of them make house calls too. They do more and more. Have you ever thought about doing house calls, Doctor Debbie? You know, I used to years ago, but you know, I'm just too darn old for that now. <laughs> yeah, we're pushing twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, she's been practicing for what? How many years now? Uh, twenty years. Twenty years. Wow. Yeah. She started when she was seven. So that gives I you did that. not. I was like Doogie Hauser, right? So, but uh, I don't understand the, the whole concept of practicing. When do you get good at it? I mean, you're still it's practicing. practicing yes. Yeah, you're always practice. It's, it's something you try to perfect and you strive for, but you always practice. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Goldbond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my gold bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the gold bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. Come on, dude, go ask her to dance. What if she says no? She's looked over here like three times. Okay, I'm going in. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Hey. Oh, hi. Um, do you want to dance? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but once we take action, we're awfully glad we did. Markets are changing, and interest rates are still low. If you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, now may be the time to make your move. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston Beer. 
Here's a surprising summertime fact from Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. This is Tammy Trujillo. If you have any Bravo raw food diet on your shelves for the cat or the dog in the house, don't use it. Bravo is recalling some lots of its products because there is a potential they could be contaminated with listeria. It's a voluntary recall here. The FDA says an independent lab detected the bacteria in a sample during a recent review. The company's also gotten some reports of a number of dogs coming down with nausea and diarrhea. Healthy cats and dogs, they rarely get seriously sick from listeria, but it can be very serious for older animals or ones with other health issues. The recalled products by Bravo sold all over the country. We had a story recently about how a family dog was helping an elderly man with dementia. Now a study done at Ohio State University says horses or equine therapy could help adults with Alzheimer's too. People with the disease often experience personality changes that include becoming depressed, withdrawn, or sometimes aggressive. But researchers found that clients from an adult daycare center who spent time grooming, feeding, or walking horses were less likely to be difficult to care for or to become upset later that same day. Seniors who were normally very withdrawn laughed and smiled and talked to the therapy horses. And people who never wanted to even try to get out of their wheelchairs, they asked for help to stand up so they could get closer to those horses. How cool is that? Now, if there is anybody still out there that doubts that animals learn from watching us, well, there is a Marine in Ohio who would probably beg to differ with you here. Terry McLeod served two tours of duty, one in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. He was very seriously wounded by a roadside bomb and now copes with seizures and PTSD. McGlade has a service dog named Major, and recently McGlade had a seizure, a very uh, severe one, and he collapsed. Well, here's what Major did. He actually got McGlade's cell phone out of his pocket. He stepped on the screen for a few seconds. The phone was automatically set up to dial 911. McGlade ended up spending one night in the hospital. He credits Major with being a hero who very likely saved his life. And seriously, that dog had to work to get that cell phone out of the pocket. Saw a picture of it. It's got bite marks. I mean, uh, Major was going to get that out of the pocket uh, one way or the other. So they do. They learn a lot by watching us. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. 
Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. What up? Evan here. Question. You like apples? I'll get to that in a minute. First, check out my motorcycle. Flames? Yep. Saddlebags? Yep. Room for two? Negatory! Sorry, ladies. I ride solo. Now, wait for it. How you like them apples? Aw, oh, don't cry. Insuring this beast was crazy easy. Called Geico and boom, saved enough to buy a sidecar. Now, if you dry your tears, I might just let you ride in it. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, everybody. This is Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and you're listening to Animal Radio. And as my friends would say, Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, Tammy Trujillo working overtime in the newsroom, stories out of, well I guess, are, what is this, they're actually dying dogs to look like pandas, in, is this China? Yep, it's all the rage in China. They're called panda dogs. They're absolutely gorgeous and adorable, but they're also bringing up a whole lot of questions about whether we should be doing this or not. Okay, well, that's on the way right here. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, I think it's dangerous in ways. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll find out more about it in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, let's uh, go. Do we have her on the phone yet? This is so cool. Yes, I walked in do. this morning. <laughs> and on the uh, on the console was what I thought was Ladybug. It took a couple of takes. Yeah, you had to look at it a couple of times, I, didn't you? I did a double take. It was a stuffed animal that looks an awful lot like Ladybug. And I was thinking, what are the odds of finding a stuffed animal that looks like? You can't. She's unique. She's not a standard purebred. And you informed me that is because... She was custom made. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we have Jennifer Graham on the phone with us. She makes cuddle clones. Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. So you you make stuffed animals that look like people's animals. I got to ask, was this a happy hour idea? What, uh, how did this come about? (laughs) Oh, it wasn't happy hour, but it was, uh, years ago, probably, I don't know, maybe six to eight years ago now. I was, hanging out with my, some friends and my great Dane, who happened to be a Harlequin with two different color eyes. His name was Rufus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just remember kind of laying over on his back and thinking, oh, you know what, it'd be really neat if I could have, you know, a stuffed version of Rufus. Just, you know, a cute thing to cuddle with. And Cuddle Clones, the idea was born back then, and it's taken us until now, but we've launched and, and we're going along. 
So people are actually buying this. There are a lot of they people. They are. And so you, what people have to submit at least one picture, right? How many pictures? Yes, and yeah, we recommend up to, they can upload up to about 10 on our website. And, you know, we recommend face, left side, right side, tail, you know, sort of give us a good idea of what the pet looks like so that we can capture all the markings and all the nuances of that particular animal. Now, are they life-sized? They are not. Uh, you're smaller. They range from about 12 inches to 17 inches, depending on the breed. Uh, your smaller breeds will be about life size. Um, the larger breeds are about 17 inches. Um, we have gotten some requests for life size, and we did make one. It was a 50-pound golden doodle. Wow. Uh, but we can, we can do a special request for a life size cuddle clone. You know, I was always jealous when I went into stores because you could see pugs, you could see the Boston Terriers, you could see every step. And I thought I would never have a stuffed animal of my little ladybug. Which is life-size, I might add. Oh, it's life-size on her. It is remarkable. It is just, I, I can't even explain it. It is just so awesome to have something like this. And you ought to see her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> what does she do? She looks at it and she runs. And oh. when I, when I first, she feels threatened. Yeah, well, when I first put it down next to her, she gave it that eye. She looked at it at the corner of her eye, and she didn't want to move. And she, I actually got her to sit still next to it, but she wasn't very happy. And now when I pick it up and, and I'm holding it, she just takes off running. She might be a little bit jealous. I don't know. She I thinks know. it's another dog. Well, you know what I was yeah. I was thinking is that, you know, at first when I heard about this concept, I thought maybe that's a little bit creepy. But then, no. well, no, I, I, I don't know. You know, it's it to me. I thought it was going to be like taxidermy, but I got to uh-huh. tell you, the way it's done is not creepy at all. It's a stuffed animal. It looks, you know, it's not exactly <laughs> like her because it, it has that uh, it cute look. I mean, it has, it has a puppy face. It's like a puppy it, picture. Right. It looks like a cute stuffed animal, and it looks almost identical to her, and it's very cute. How many of these have you sold so far? I want to say about. 1200 Wow, that's a lot. Now, yes. now you don't do just dogs, is that correct? We don't. Uh, dogs are the most ordered animal, but we recently, and we've always done cats, uh, even from when we launched. They're just uh-huh. not as popular. Uh, but we actually did just launch on our website the ability to order any other animal. And by any, I mean, we're, you know, you can choose other and upload whatever pictures you want. But we've done... Horses, donkeys, we've got some guinea pigs in our photo gallery, uh, rabbits, we've done rats. Uh, and then we even have, we're working on a couple of fish right now. Wow. So. <laughs> do, yeah. you, um, do you find that most so people do them for themselves or are they doing them as gifts? Mostly for themselves, I would say, probably about 80%. Uh, 20% though, definitely a gift for, you know, someone going off to college or a friend of theirs who's you know, pet has passed away, or even just a gift for somebody who has everything already, you know, because it's a pretty unique idea. Yeah. Oh, I think it would be a great keepsake for an animal that passes yeah. on. Are there other yeah. companies yeah, doing this? Uh, you know, there's a couple people that do it uh, as hobbies, and so they've got, you know, it's just them where we're trying to be, a, you know, a full company. Uh, so they have long wait times, and their prices can be in the thousands. Wow. Uh, and there's there's one other company that's similar. They make like about six inch size made of felt, uh, and so they're they're not quite the same as us. They're a bit a little bit more simple, but um, uh-huh. that's about it from what we can tell. And you know we're growing and and we're we're trying to you know get all the orders and spread the word about cuddle clones. I love the the top ten list. One of the reasons you should get one of these is you've lost the pet in a custody battle. <laughs> yes. And, and, 
So that, that would be... Yeah, something to have. You know, are you going off to college and you can't take your dog with you? Do you this is the next best thing. I love it. How much do yep. these cost? They are $200, um, okay. regardless of free or, or markings. And they take about... Our, our wait time right now is about eight weeks. Well, of course, they're personalized. Uh, they're priceless yeah. to me. It's just yeah. priceless. You just, you know, for those of us that have unique dogs, you just can't get this anywhere else. What was your strangest right. request, would you say? I would say probably the time that a customer wanted us, wanted to send us some fur from her actual dog that oh. had passed away and wanted Ooh. us to put it inside the cuddle clone. And we did that. Inside? Inside the cuddle clone. Mm-hmm. I yep. like that. I like that. That's not bad. <laughs> no, that's kind no, of a cool idea. Um, yeah. You know, we've had other people request zipper pouches so that they could put things in the cuddle clone, you know, or their ashes and things like that. But we actually, that was the only one we got where we were actually, you know, putting fur from the dog in there. Oh, <laughs> that's special. Well, I'm going to. I want to get one. Yeah, I'll tell you. I want to get one and, and take it back to New Jersey and just put it in my car and drive around so when I get pulled over because my dog is not, you know, strapped in <laughs> in the seat, I can, I can well, say, haha. You could drive in the carpool lane with him, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I didn't think of that one. Well, this particular cuddle clone is a lot more well-behaved than Ladybug, the studio <gasps> stunt dog. I will say that right now. But it looks almost exactly like her. I mean, even down to the pink chest. I know. There's a little pink belly and the spots. and Oh, my oh, very gosh. Cool. So you have a, a deal for animal radio listeners. And we then, do. Uh, the coupon code is Animal R. Animal R. And it's for $25 off the cuddle clone. Oh, that's not bad. That's a pretty good deal there. $25. Or if you want to get a gift card, uh, it's $25 off a 100 or higher gift card. Is that correct? Correct. Yep, that is correct. I got to tell everybody, go to CuddleClones.com. Check out these. You'll fall in love with them, and you will want one of your own pet. <laughs> they are very, very cute, yes. Judy. Thanks for bringing that in today. Jennifer, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Have a great day. The website, CuddleClones.com, and, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. We're going to head back to the phones toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Hey, I want to thank our underwriters, Kitty and Gogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options and colorful designs, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where the traditional litter box, you know, might be an eyesore. Available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani. I got an interesting um, email actually a couple of days ago from a woman that has a Maltese. The reason why she went out um, and got a Maltese was she had watched one of the dog shows on TV and kind of fell in love with the dog with the long flowing coat. And, um, you know, she went out and bought all the brushes and everything that went along with it. The biggest problem she's having is her dog is not looking like the ones that she's seeing in the shows because she's getting a ton of hair breakage. And um, instead of be- being long and flowing, apparently it's it's broken and frizzy. Does that have to do and with diet? Couple- no, actually, you know what? It can it can do a lot with diet. Um, it seems like um, from this particular person that um, diet probably not a problem um it seems like the dog is is actually has a good diet it's actually um even being monitored by a veterinarian 
the problem that I see is this. Number one, the dogs that you see in, in the shows, besides them being um, of exceptional um, breeding, the other thing, and I'm not saying that her dog is, is not, because it, it just may be. I, I, I didn't see the dog. But these dogs are very, very sheltered, um, these top show dogs, where their coat is actually wrapped up, so it never touches the floor. And a carpet and your upholstery and your bedding is probably some of the biggest abusers to a coat because you know dogs move they run around so anything that they that they build up static on or they or they you know rub against is going to um cause hair breakage it's it's something that's you know almost impossible unless you know this the dog basically does nothing to avoid but there're things that you can do to make it a lot better the best thing that i have found and believe it or not you can get it anywhere um, we've talked about this um and in, in, in another show previously, that um, you can get Moroccan um, argon oil, 100%. Though you don't want to get the um, you don't want to get the one that has any type of fillers in it, and all you want to get the pure argon oil. And what you're going to do is, is you're going to just take the half of the size of a dime, and you're going to put in your hand. And what you're going to do is you're going to rub it in your hands, and you're going to work that through the dog's coat, and you're going to comb it through. Now, what that's going to do, it's actually going to help protect the hair on the ends. Number one, for, for the static, and number two, it's going to protect it from breaking off. Now, you don't want to use a lot of this. I would say that you want to do this at the most once a week, and if you listen to the show last week, if you use it more than that, then we're going to start you know, building these chemical mats, which you don't want to have. Remember one thing, anytime I put anything in my dog's coat, and especially if it has um, an oily consistency, it's going to pick up everything. So it's going to pick up the dirt, it's going to pick up the dust and all that. So what goes along with this is daily brushing, because daily brushing will do the job of removing all the debris that it picks up. So let's, you know, you're going to want to do that um, daily. And if you did it, you should see a big difference. At least um, you're not going to have real, real frizzy hair. Maybe a little bit, but to get it to look like those show dogs is the hell of a lot of work that goes into that and a lot of pampering. And you know what? Honestly, your dog wouldn't be a pet. So um, I say just try the argon oil, brushing and combing, and you should be fine. There you go. Good idea. You use that argon oil all I'm the time. I'm just going to say, I love that stuff for my own hair. Oh, yeah, I use it too, believe it or not. In your hair? Is that why it looks so shiny? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's right. why I got a good coat. I just saw now instead of just the oil, they actually came out with a shampoo that has it in it. Really? Yeah. I'm sure it's not like just a marketing thing. Probably. Yeah. They all are. Yeah. That hell. He's so cynical. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's head to the phones. We have Brenda on the phones. Hey, Brenda, how are you? I'm fine. How are you today? Good. Where are you? I'm detecting a little southern accent. Uh, I'm from Texas. From Texas. Well, welcome. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we're as big as Texas here. We think we're as big as Texas here. You think? Well, that's good. Whatever you think. That's what counts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what's going on with your animals? I have Dr. Debbie right here to help you out. Okay. We have an, an older poodle. He's almost 16. And it's always been hard to groom, but as he's getting older, he's getting a little more temperamental. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. it just wears him out. And the last time we took him to a professional groomer, uh, they started on him and then rejected him because he, they just could not handle him. Ooh. Is there something that we can give him before? For uh, a grooming appointment that would maybe calm him down to where it would be easier on him, we're just we're just afraid it's, mm-hmm. it's going to cause him to have a heart attack, you know, or something. Sure, absolutely. Now, has you said he's always been afraid of the groomer, or is this not not it, really afraid, but he just and he's so hyper and, and temperamental. That, okay. uh, so he's he's intolerant he, he's just, of it. It's a little <laughs> a little more difficult, but he's never been really afraid of them. Okay. All righty. Well, and I definitely see older pets with some of these behavior patterns. They do get worse. And I kind of equate it to the, um, you know, they're getting old, they're getting cranky, um, and they definitely lose some of the good behaviors that they've had when they're younger. Now, if he's already kind of been a little cranky at the groomers, you're going to have extra challenges. And I, there are definitely things we can try. um, And a lot of it's going to be first, you know, going back to the veterinarian and making sure your pet doesn't have any untreated disease processes because things like arthritis, um, cognitive dysfunction, which is kind of like doggy senility, um, mm-hmm. there's other medical problems that if they're untreated, they can make um, his ability to cope with uh, a grooming visit or other stresses can make it harder. Um, okay. So a pet that's arthritic, you know, isn't going to want to be touched and they're going to be a more unhappy about that. Um, so we want to make sure that is effectively treated properly. Um, but if I have an older pet in the double digits, you know, 12 and above, that I'm looking at um, having problems at, at the groomer or having something done even at home that needs to be done for their own well-being. Um, there are some natural things I like to start with first um, because we also have some concerns with using tranquilizers or sedatives in an older pet. They have more problems with heart, kidney, liver, so we don't want to necessarily drug them up. That's not the best thing. So for right. me, for an older doggy, um, a couple things. I, I love you using dog pheromones, which are the scent hormones. We can't smell them, but they can. And these can be in sprays and collars and different formats. And it's it exerts a natural calming effect to pets. Um, so that's one thing that I might add into the mix. The other thing is um, I'd see your veterinarian about an amino acid supplement called um, L-theanine. And um, it's actually a um, amino acid that they find in uh, green tea, uh, if you believe it or not. Um, and it it, re- it causes a relaxing effect. So this is something that we know that helps improve their brain dopamine levels and serotonin. And it actually can make them more calm and better able to kind of relax with normal everyday things. So you can use that along with a a pheromone as a natural way to try to cope with this. If I have to tap into a sedative, I am not a fan of just the pure old tranquilizers that you'll get at your common veterinary office. Um, I don't feel they help a lot with dogs that have anxiety problems, um, and that especially if they're kind of triggered in these older pets. So I like staying in the benzodiazepine category, which is basically in the Valium category, um, but there's some that I prefer. Um, Alprazolam is probably my favorite for dogs um, that have um, either anxiety problems that we're just looking to take a little bit of the edge off. Um, and this has to be through your veterinarian. So, you, again, you want to make sure that your pet is a good candidate for that. Um, and, and, and kind of look at doing those, some of those things. Now, and the, the good thing for other listeners out there is it's so important with your dogs when they're young is that we condition them 
to grooming experiences. So what I recommend people to do, and, and Alan, you may have some kind of input here. Um, I like to get like clippers out and take the buzzing clipper to a puppy and just let it kind of touch their body, get, get them used mm-hmm. to some of those things, handle their feet, get them used to some of the a hair dryer when they're really young in a non-threatening way. And that's kind of how we can work up to exposing them so that we hopefully don't get a dog that's, you know, so um, phobic or un- unhappy right, about being right. groomed. You're the best darn vet ever. Oh, thanks, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) You just like that I throw you in there. (laughs) Maybe we can uh, get him fixed up now. Yeah, and and you know there are actually I have a lot of, of dogs at my clinic that we have to be the groomers for our pets because they have um, aggression problems when they go to the groomer, and it is very unfortunate that we often you know with those dogs we have to use heavy sedation or put them under anesthesia, so um, it's definitely not in their best interest if we can get away with uh, other. Methods. We didn't know if we maybe tried to learn to start grooming him ourselves, you know, as far as giving him the haircut. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, in a, calming a little more. for some dogs, and you know, it, it depends. If he's afraid of the clipper, um, the sound, the handling, or if he just doesn't want anybody touching him, that's got to be the, the thing you got to kind of figure out. So a dog that doesn't want to be touched in general, I, I wouldn't recommend you do it. Um, um, but if they're afraid and, you know, of and, and it's new tough, people. isn't it, Dr. Dr. Debbie, like the, the groomers, you know, they're making money, they're in a hurry, and if a dog gets uh, nicked with a clipper one time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and experiences pain, then they form a bad association, and it becomes very, very difficult uh, beyond that point, because you don't know what's going on there at the groomer. You're not there. You can't see what they're doing. Well, thank you for your call, Brenda. one 405 That is toll-free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. We want to thank the underwriters at Kitty and Gogo, a unique litter box. They make a designer litter box that you'll be proud to have in your home. It doesn't look like those ugly little plastic trays that you find at the stores. These come in all different kinds of colors. You've got polka dots, you've got burl wood, you've got like a black lacquer. And people, when they come in your homes and they look at it, they don't even know it's a litter. It's covered. So it's beautiful, and they even have the scooper is on the back, so it's out of sight. But along with that, they have a rake. You pull out the drawer, and then you pull the rake forward, and it brings all the litter, the the used litter, forward. And then you just have to scoop it out and dispose of it and close it back up, and there you have your pretty pretty little litter box. Try to say that three times real fast. You will love this litter. Check it out, kittyagogo.com. KittyAgogo.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Grab your pets, bring them around the radio. A big one for you today, Dr. Marty Becker. Will be joining us once again. We haven't spoken to him in a while. He's been traveling the world. He's a world traveler, and he just yes. got back from China, I believe. Also, Francesco Marchiolanini. No, oh, I'm sorry, it's him. Come on, Francesco Marchiolanini. Marchuliano. 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 Francesco Marchuliano. Francesco Marchuliano. Yeah. Will be joining He's us. He's an Italian chef. <laughs> He's uh, the author of Sally Forth, the cartoon that you see in the paper and comic strip. Yes, Italian comedian. His original name, he actually changed it for show business. His original name, Butt Cheese, is what it was. They had to change it for show business because that didn't get him very... Hey, Rosie. Rosie, Rosie. Hey, hello. Welcome to our madness. 
Hi. <laughs> Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Long Beach, California. Oh, the L.A. area. What's going on? I got everybody here for you. Ah, um, okay. So about six months ago, we adopted a little kitten that showed up on our balcony, and we'd already had two dogs at the time, so the condition was the cat had to get along with the dog. So we kind of conditioned her to um, to play with the dogs, and so she, now she does. She, you know, she she loves them, and she's always on the floor, and they're always chasing each other. Except she's nocturnal, and um, and this playtime goes from like midnight till four in the morning, and they just the dachshund chases her because she's. You know, dachshund, and uh, and then the terrier follows, and then she's running because she's having a great time. But they they'll jump on top of us when we're sleeping. Oh boy! Bounce right <laughs> off of us, yeah. And it's just driving us crazy. So we've tried locking her out, and then she'll cry at the door. We tried locking them out; they cry at the door. We've tried having them all, you know, with the door open, so they'll play in the living room, and they want us to join in. I don't know. So it's pretty pretty rough. <laughs> Oh, Rosie, I feel your pain. Not not currently with my existing pet. I have the geriatric bunch right now, but <laughs> I had kitties that did this. And um, the truth is, cats are nocturnal, and they're going to tend to want to play and do things at night. So yeah. that is an inherent nature for them. So it's challenging with cats, but you can modify them to become more of, of a day-active pet. Now, I'm assuming, do you work during the day? Are you away? We do. We're usually away. Mm, I'd okay. say maybe, um, yeah, like maybe like twenty percent of the time we're at home. But okay. Well, that, that's going to be the problem <laughs> because during the day hours when we want her to be active, um, you're not there. So there's nothing for her to do but sleep and just get all revved up and ready for the evening hours. So the, the trick is that we have to get her tired and got to get playtime in before you go to bed. So if you can't spend a lot of time during the day hours, once you get home, we need to schedule playtime. And it's great that she plays with the dogs, but I would make sure you do scheduled playtime with just her. And you may need to put the doggies away just so she can play one-on-one with you. Um, there's some wonderful toys that you can do that are uh, kind of like the cat um, fishing pole type things, things that she can chase, but to be involved with that because she sounds like she loves the chase and you want to help to instigate that. And you got to change things up with cats when they're playing you know you can't spend 20 minutes playing with one toy you got to pull out like four because they're just so like you know whatever give me the next one (laughs) so yeah but you really got to exhaust her before bedtime now i will tell you at nighttime some other strategies that i found can help locking cats out is what I had to do with my cats. I, I had to just, for my health of my marriage, <laughs> I had to yeah. shut the bedroom door and put earplugs in. And um, some other techniques you can use with that are to set up cat feeders at interesting times of the night. So 2 a.m., 3 a.m., set up a automatic cat feeder somewhere and have that go off with an audible tone so that draws her attention to that. Um, that's one great way to find her something else to do in the middle of the night, preferably away from your bedroom. <laughs> you know, you got to get those take- dogs tired out, too. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. whether or not you can keep the dogs separate is, is great. But, yeah, Alan, definitely. It's the same thing with dogs, just like the kitty, just to get them exhausted. That's a good idea. Cool. Okay. Um, I guess I haven't really been uh, exercising her. Like, the dogs get walked, but that's a good idea. Cats are hard to get tired. I, I had one that I used to get on a treadmill, and he would kind of walk on the treadmill for treats, and then he'd go, meow, and flap down. And then, you know, that was it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, How long do you think she would need to get exhausted? 
How long oh. is there? A lot of time. There, there's no magical yeah, like, time, but like is she? Or? How old is she? Oh, she's like eight months. Eight months. Oh, yeah. She, you're not going to tire her out. Very honestly, <laughs> what, what's going to happen is she's going to become bored before she gets tired, and that is the problem with cats. Dogs, you can kind of put them on a treadmill or run them next to you on a bike, and you know they're. they're I'm sorry, they're they're sweet, but they're dumb. <laughs> Cats are far too intelligent. <laughs> so, yeah, she'll say enough of this. You know, oh, I have a cat and a dog that chase each other around during the evening and stuff, but at night I crate my dog. So oh. that makes it easier so the cat can't get to the dog at night. But the cats yeah. still bother you, Yeah, you know, the they? cat still bothers me, yeah. but the dog yeah, is crated okay. so they can't chase each other. We've thought about just locking them all out. Like, we've tried it. Um, you know, it's the, I guess the same idea as crating that it's going to be their space at night. So they just flip out and they just get all sad and they scratch at the door um, forever. But, I mean, do you think that would stop if we gave it like more than a week or do you think it would just continue because they've already got It'll stop. You're giving in and every time you give in you teach them that it's going to work. So it's you have to pride, be diligent. Yeah. You have to get earplugs like Deb said. <laughs> it, took like, a, it, it takes a few weeks to teach those cats. I mean, it's yeah. not something that you're going to have a bunch of nights that it's going to be real noisy. But uh, if you get through that period of time, I guarantee you it'll be a lot quieter. Teach them that you're not going to wake up at that time. Yeah. Okay. Kettle black, kettle black, kettle say, black. I isn't like the kettle, kettle calling the pot black, Hal? How many nights, how many times a night does your cat wake you? Only two, but it used to be like five times. Oh, you got it yeah, down, got to, it down two. to two now. Got it down to two. Well, it's better than, better than five. But, yeah, they're really tough. They just... You know, it wouldn't even be so bad if they just sit on the sit on the floor. But they, it's like they they like to propel off of our chest. They like to <laughs> like all right, it's like diving board. Like we're gonna just I'm get sorry. Off her and just. I know it's funny. The other thing off, so. you know you can do is get a night job. <laughs> <laughs> Hal, I thought you were going to suggest. I was going to mention the possibility of getting another cat. You know what they should the sell? Would entertain each other. We have we have one other cat, and she just looks. She's from her tower. She's on her tower, and she just looks at all of them, and she just she reminisces they... on times when none of them were around. You know, she's like, you all are crazy. You know, three years ago, everybody was gone, and I was by myself, and life was wonderful. Aww. But she just she just glares at all of them and just. They need but, to. They, somebody should invent a mechanical mouse, a couple of mecha- mechanical mice. You know that just they jot out from under the furniture every twenty minutes or something, Thanks. real fast. But anyway, thank you so much. That's great advice. So I'm definitely going to try and work it out of her. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that, Rosie. Let us know how that turns out. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. So funny when when she asked you how much do I have to play with her each day? I was going to say a month. <laughs> Every waking hour. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor for over 11 years running. And it's easy to see why. The BX is easy to own and easy to drive. With more for your money, like a rugged Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, and four-wheel drive. But that's just the beginning of all the big potential this subcompact tractor brings to your property. Got lots of loading, hauling, and digging to do? Add Kubota's quick-attach front-end loader or backhoe. How about acres of grass to mow? Add a Kubota mid-mount mower deck. The versatile BX is part landscaping crew, part property manager, and all Kubota. 
Now is an excellent time to make it yours with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor of the decade. Built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Well, ring-a-ding-ding, the year was 1936, and Leo and Lillian Goodwin were hot to trot for the world to save some big bucks on automotive insurance. So they opened up a little joint called Geico. Geico had the goods for all the dolls and joes who were keen on swell service and keeping the cabbage. Flash forward over 75 years, and Geico is still helping customers save money every day and with 97% customer satisfaction. Today, the peeps would refer to that as pretty darn tight. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio Reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Judy's doing the funky chicken. I didn't know that you were... Yeah, you know, that was the, the first dance I learned when I was in the fifth grade. With her... And I still remember. Cuddle clone on my dad. Yeah. She, she did that I got thing. the moves. Tammy, I see that there's great news out of Ikea. Just another reason to visit an Ikea store. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things we've learned about getting animals from shelters adopted is people have to see them. So this is from an Ikea in Singapore where they're actually doing cutouts of available dogs at local shelters, and there is a way that you can use your smartphone to find out all about those dogs, and hopefully it'll get them homes. And you don't have to put them together like... uh... Oh, no. (laughs) No, thank goodness. There's no little Allen wrench or anything like that with these. (laughs) Just checking, just making sure these are all legit animals there. Oh, yeah. Good news. All in one piece. I want to welcome to the airwaves Francesco Marchigliano. Marchuliano, Marchuliano. Tell you how you had it right until, went until we went air. on the air. He, of you course, perfectly. That's fine. Hi, how are you? Good. You assumed the duties of Sally Forth, uh, the writing the comic strip Sally Forth in 1997. I've read it ever since I was I'm, a young kid. I'm a big reader of it. I've never heard of a strip that's been inherited or inheriting a, a comic strip before, but that's exactly what you did. And it's now in over 700 newspapers. Very funny. I enjoy it all the time. But you have a couple of books that I'm, I'm really calling you about. I Could Pee on This, which is a, a great part of your brand new pet poetry series, that particular issue about cats. Do you have cats, first of all? Do you have dogs or cats? I actually, at this moment, I have neither. My cats passed away oh. a little while ago. So I didn't do a period. I needed sort of a mourning period. I didn't want to do have the cats pass away and then suddenly get another cat. But it was because of those cats that the entire pet poetry series began. Well, didn't they sort of tell you what to write? I mean, it was that you penned their words, isn't that? A- oh yeah. I mean, yeah. They would wake me up at three in the morning if they had ideas. I mean, granted, it was usually tied into them also demanding food. But uh, no, yeah, they would. 
Of course, now I started to sound <laughs> lunatic. Yes, they would tell me everything. They whispered in my ears. <laughs> See, how you're not alone. If you look at on the laptop, it just says blah, blah, blah. It's like 16 A's in a row. And then I had to, you know, fix it up and such because I can only run across the keyboard. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So I, I guess it was mostly, I didn't realize that cats were so spiritual in nature that they would write poetry. I thought it would be more comedic or comedy type of stuff, but it's apparently poetry. It, it is. I mean, you know, cats can stare at something for hours on end, and that's when they get reflective and they think about things. But then they can only concentrate for a certain amount of time. So, you know, about ten lines, you know, stands so is about where they're going to go for now. They're not, they're not work, they're going to work on their novella, but that's going to take a little time. Well, now I'm thinking the dogs, they, they have less of an attention span. That particular book, I Could Chew on This and Other Poems by Dogs, must have been even harder to write. Well, that you have to stand on the other side of the laptop. You're a good dog. You're a good dog. No, you're <laughs> yes. still a good dog. No, you're a very good dog. It's, it's just constant praise, you know, but it's... Uh, it's praise, it's snacks. Occasionally, that's how you also get their pill in there, by pretending it's their snack reward for their poetry. Oh, of course. That only works uh, for you know, a dog. You, you do what you can. Did you even have a dog? Or are... uh, yes, I grew up uh, with three different dogs over time. And the dog we had the longest is the one who the book is dedicated to, Panda. The uh, series going so well that you've added on, I Need My Mommy and Other Poems by Kittens, a need spelled K-N-E-A-D, a little play on words there. <laughs> Doesn't work on radio. Uh, yeah, that well. actually that comes out in August, and that's the that's the kitten version of the cat poem. So it's it's a little more hyperactive. So you're hearing a lot of voices in your head, a lot of animal <laughs> voices. It sounds like, or the I mean, the I'm series. I'm tell you what the toaster tells me to do. So you know, it's, it's all. You know, <laughs> this is what happens when you live alone. You know. <laughs> well, Sally Forth has changed dramatically over the last few years. You've had a lot of characters. Any animals? Uh, the the uh, animal that's always been there is Kitty. That's that's been the name since before I got there. Very unique. Yeah, you know it. Well, you know what you get. You know what you're getting into when you hear the character coming. But um, no, I mean, and she, the, she is treated very much like a cat. There is no internal dialogue. There's no Garfield or Snoopy aspect to it. She is very much a cat in a strip. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't cross beams as far as the book and the comic strip. I never use one to promote the other because, you know, you, you don't do that. So mm. at no point is Sally Forth going to be reading the pet poetry. <laughs> That's like the best job in the whole world, writing a comic strip. I mean, how long does it, realistically, I mean, how do you come up with an idea? How long does it take each week? Does it happen by accident or do you have to sit down and actually try to do it? I like the tone. I like the tone of that question. Really, it's a nine-minute job, right? Yeah, nine-minute job. I mean, really, do you actually even work? I mean, are you? you know, do you get dressed yeah, at all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it depends. I mean, it's. Uh, I do most of my writing while walking in the city, so I walk about six to eight miles a day, which I think when I look back on it, sort of makes me sound like a fugitive who just happens to have a return address. <laughs> and uh, I like this. There are voices in my head, and I wander the city aimlessly. I am coming across perfectly on this interview right now. But, um, I mean, it really, really it is. There are some times when there isn't an idea. I mean, deadlines are a great way to inspire you. And sometimes I can come up with an idea, and I can come up with six weeks like that. But at this point, I've been doing the characters for so long that it is very much a, okay, here's the concept. And then I can kind of feel out pretty quickly what the how the characters are going to react to it. See, I have to know, who is the muse for Ted? This guy just never seems to grow up. Uh, okay, so this won't help the entire image I've been portraying throughout this entire interview. <laughs> 
Uh, Go for broke. I, 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 we're going to stop this now. I'm going to call in 10 minutes. We're going to restart this entire thing. I'm going under an assumed name. Um, I'm going to just say this is an entire prank call. The Ted would be my Ted would be my avatar. That's Ted is ah. if my inner child completely broke through my sternum and just took complete control of my life. So, you know, this is... Well, yeah. you you had you had it together pretty young, wasn't it? About the age of ten that you created your bucket list. <gasps> what? Uh, yes, but not as morbid as that sounds, because I don't think I used the term bucket list, because I don't think it was it was around back then. Sure. Nor did I think I've got to eleven and that's it. <laughs> but well, I mean, back it was the late seventies. They were the killer bees. You know, I figured if we didn't move to Canada, we were as good as dead. <laughs> I don't understand something. It really was sort of like a career goal, and it was write a humor book, do a comic strip, write for puppets, which I got to do. Um, Actual puppets. These aren't ones in my mind, including the crazy aspect of it all. And um, various other things. And the one thing that never got checked off that list was a 10 Jedi Academy, because, you know, I was 10. (laughs) Yes, Alan. I don't understand. I, I, I you know, uh, all I see you on late night talk shows. Jedi Academy. No, what I don't understand is when I watch the stupid late night TV talk shows, all I see are the same boring, jerky celebrities over and over. And here you are. You're a funny, vibrant guy. Why aren't you up there on? Uh, why don't I see you on Letterman? Why aren't you on these talk shows? Why don't they have people like you on there? I like, I yeah, yeah. I just get angrier and angrier, pounding the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I can respond. Thank you. I'm not going to go. Yeah, you're right. No, I mean that's very nice of you. Thank you. Let's go ahead and give away five copies of each of his books. I could pee on oh, this. I, no, I'm kidding. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and I could chew on this and other poems for dogs. Uh, Francesco Marchuliano, which that's I think that's perfect. an awesome better name. Better than I've ever pronounced it. I will, because I pronounce it with this Long Island accent, so it sounds much better the way you're saying it. I'll be saying it all day long. I'll be actually <laughs> changing the name of other you, things and putting it in Marchuliano, and I'll, oh yeah, probably no, in my yeah. sleep, too. So, do you, do you get a lot of women with that name? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm. it's probably not coming across right now, but I'm actually rather shy. Really? Yeah, yeah. I am shy. So, um, really, there's no way I can answer that without me sounding like I'm either a hermit or I'm completely full of myself. So I will say thank you again. <laughs> there you go. Uh, do you have a website, anything that uh, people can learn more? I see there's, uh, all I find online was this Wikipedia page, apparently, unless we no, miss something there. And I did not write that Wikipedia page. I will proudly say that. That was not me writing a page about myself. I don't think you can write your own page. I think there's... I think, I think that- you can. Ten, actually. Really? Usually, and then people go around. But I, I will say, I don't know who did it. I thank whoever did it. it was, and they spelled, they spelled the name correctly, and that's all that mattered. So what is and, the website? Oh, it's medium-large.com. <laughs> and uh, it's also where, it's, it's where the webcomic is. It's with a bunch of other stuff. The webcomic <laughs> is not exactly Sally Forth, you know, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Thanks. You, fascinating you, name. You've made our day. I'm fascinated by his name. I, w- I want that name. If I had a name like that, I would have had so many girlfriends. Seriously. <laughs> well, I can tell you from personal experience, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so much fun with you today. We're going to have to do it again sometime. Pick up the books. Check it out. Fill his bank account with all kinds of royalties from I Could Pee on This and I Could Chew on This. And uh, we'll put links to all of that over at AnimalRadio.com. Very funny guy there. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. We have to. Yes. Dogs or cats. 
horse or emu. Animals are people too. Wondering if your dog or cat is stressed out? A Japanese company has developed a patch that purports to measure the stress levels of dogs and cats by detecting excessive sweat secretion. The patch is applied to the center pad of the animal's paw and changes color depending on how sweaty the pet is. The company, which makes a similar patch for humans, says it worked with researchers at Toyama University to study the sweat patterns of dogs and cats, which secrete sweat from their paws. Is it just me, or does this sound a lot like a mood ring? I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep because someone broke into her apartment and stole all her sheep. Not to mention a 50-inch flat-screen TV. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency had helped her with renter's insurance, and she got full replacement. She has since trained her sheep to do voice impressions of various attack dogs, and now feels very safe. Visit Geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. Sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Here's a surprising summertime fact from Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. That story of the vet in Fort Worth, Texas, we've been following, the one who's charged with keeping several dogs alive who were supposed to be euthanized so they could be used as blood donors. Well, this story just keeps getting more unbelievable. Here's the latest. The Camp Bowie Animal Clinic has been shut down while Dr. Lou Tears is being investigated for animal cruelty, and he's facing a $1 million lawsuit from the family of Sid, the five-year-old Leonberger, who was discovered being kept alive at the clinic six months after the family brought him in and was a advised by Tears that he should be euthanized. Now, Sid was reportedly kept in a very small kennel 24-7 to the point that he now does have some very serious orthopedic problems. Two other dogs were being kept for the same purpose at the clinic, reportedly, one for nearly three years. It turns out, though, the animal cruelty charge, it really centers around the condition of Tears' own border collie, who was found lying in a box in the clinic when the authorities came in. 
Now, I don't want to be too graphic here. This is what I will tell you. The dog was in obvious pain, was missing a leg. The other leg and both shoulders were dislocated, and there were other issues that just really are too awful to go into here. Tears has admitted he'd been giving the dog food and water but no medical attention, and one vet tech said the dog had been like that since she started working there in June of last year. Okay, there is pandemonium. It's going on in pet shops all over China. We're not talking about pandas. We're talking about dogs that look like the country's prized pandas. They are the rage. Panda dogs are what they're called. They were introduced back in 2010 at the Pet Fair Asia, and they've suddenly caught on in a big way. Now, they're not an actual breed here. Most of them are chows who have been cut, clipped, and dyed to look like a panda. And for a smaller version, Bichon Frise's seem to fit the bill. It takes about two hours to turn a dog into a panda dog, and the look will last for about six months before it's time for a touch-up. And panda dogs are very quickly becoming a sign of wealth and status among the folks in China. Well, there are all kinds of unique ideas popping up to help homeless animals. Here is one from Singapore. This one's absolutely cool. The showrooms of two IKEA stores currently feature life-size cardboard cutouts of shelter dogs available for adoption. And shoppers who come in and spot them and are interested in the dogs can actually scan the unique QR code to learn more about the dog. The initiative was launched by agency DDB Singapore in collaboration with local animal shelters, Save Our Street Dogs, and Animal Lovers League. And wouldn't that be cool to go into IKEA and see that here? I think that'd be fantastic. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Come on, dude. Go ask her to dance. What if she says no? She's looked over here like three times. Okay, I'm going in. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Hey. Oh, hi. Um, do you want to dance? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but once we take action, we're awfully glad we did. Markets are changing and interest rates are still low. If you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, now may be the time to make your move. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts. T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com.
That's good. I like that, Guido. I don't even want to talk over it. Yet I do. Oh, you're one of those DJs. So it makes me cry. I'm sorry. You're you're a bit emotional today. I know you're verklempt. So let's see. Right now we welcome America's favorite veterinarian. <laughs> They're all America's favorite veterinarian. <laughs> You see him on Good Morning America, the Dr. Oz show. He's authored 22 books. He's sold more than 7 million copies, including three New York Times bestsellers. And he is our very own veterinary correspondent, the pinnacle of his career here at Animal Radio. Dr. Marty Becker, hi. How are you doing, Doc? Welcome you, back. You know what's funny when you're talking about crying? I'll tell you what. Think of, think of having a needle stuck in your testicle. Okay. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'll think of that next for the next two days. I'll be thinking about that. <laughs> now, I know that's a rather random thought all of a sudden, but uh, you know what's surprising? Uh, there's a new non-surgical castration for dogs, and that's what it actually requires. It doesn't require anesthesia, which wow. you typically think of. Okay, I got to take it in. It's got to be anesthetized because it's got to be anesthetized. It got to go through the blood work to make sure it's safe. But here, it's a it's a non-surgical castration. In the U.S., we do it under sedation, but in most of the rest of the world, they do it without sedation. But here's the here's the lead up to that. Okay, it actually it actually doesn't hurt. Really. The thought of it That's is crazy just like yeah. terrifying. I mean, just think of, uh, well, we don't think about that. But it, uh, <laughs> it it sounds horrible, but it's actually pressure is what causes, uh, I think all of us guys remember something back in grade school when somebody uh, maybe uh, grabbed a little too hard, if you know what I mean, and you just fall to the ground and oh, either yeah. around and yeah. See, but women will never know what that's like. I'll tell you that right. <laughs> women can't even understand what you're talking about right now. Oh, come on. We got childbirth, so, yeah, you know. Right. Right. Child, childbirth trumps it all. Yeah, yeah that lasts you, for hours, Hal. But, yeah. but you know what? To be fair, though, you guys always talk about, we don't know about childbirth, but nobody ever talks about you not getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, that's so for sure. You're going to be fair, you know. Here he is, America's favorite veterinarian, talking about Zuterin. <laughs> Zuterin, which is a brand new way to neuter your animals, and it, it doesn't require surgery it doesn't require uh, anesthesia it's an injection there's i have lots of questions about this obviously this is uh, great for the uh, amazing amounts of animals that are homeless where are organizations that are doing trap and neuter and doing surgeries uh, this has got to be a great alternative for them well i, I want to go back to december of 2012 and i do a segment every year uh, i i did on good morning america all the top new Pet vet products of 2012, and the dean of the Western University College of Veterinary Medicine. I have about 125 people. Matter of fact, uh, you guys are two of them that I always reach out to every year, mm -hmm. looking for these top new products. And he told me about this non-chemical uh, or non-surgical castration, and I'd never heard of it. Never heard a single thing about it. And so he brought it to my attention, and the more I looked into it, I thought, you know what? This is a game changer for many reasons. So we featured it as one of our top new products of 2012. And then in early 2013, this is the first product in a 35-year career of being a, a prominent veterinarian that I've ever endorsed. And the reason I endorsed it, I've traveled to 75 countries, and I've seen the slaughter of pets. And I, I want to put slaughter in capitals, yeah. the slaughter of pets for population control around the world. And they're, what they typically do is they're afraid of rabies, which they have a reason to be afraid of rabies, but they're, the way they do population control is to, is to slaughter pets. And then because nothing's done about sterilization, 
And, and even the groups like World Vets, of which I'm on the, the board of, does great work. But you go in and in a few days, you might be able to do at the most 100 animals with four or five veterinarians doing a, a surgical yeah. uh, spay or neuter. But here in the same amount of time, you could do thousands of male dogs. And they actually have a product coming down the pipeline that actually is rabies and zooter at the same time. So wow. these male dogs will be sterilized and immunized against rabies so now you get you kill two birds with one stone you keep the rabies down which means these don't have to fear these pets they might rise in social status in these communities plus not have to be slaughtered you know we're talking about it in applications for uh, trap and neuter and these big organizations that go out and try to sterilize these animals as an individual can i go to my doctor and say i'd like to use zuterin instead of an, uh, a surgery yeah, neutering well, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm working as a veterinarian this Thursday, and I'm going to be doing two. That's my choice now to use. You have to be certified to do the procedure. So if your veterinarian doesn't do it, they have to do an, uh, a short online course and then do an online, or not online, an in-person wet lab. So they have to be certified to do the procedure. Once they're certified, they can buy this FDA-approved product and start doing it. But all uh, Thursday, I'll be I, rather than surgical castration. Even if people can pay for it, I'm recommending Zuter, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. One, you, you just have less risk. If you don't have to go through anesthesia, you have less risk. But here's the here's an even bigger reason. This pet is sterilized. These pets, three to ten months of age, are sterilized within like 24 to 48 hours, and it's done with these natural products. It's L uh, L. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, I forgot the numbers. I'll come back to that in a minute. Somehow I had a little thing here. Uh, it's, uh, it's products that people take as, uh, zinc gluconate and L-arginine. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. So zinc, zinc gluconate and L-arginine are things that a lot of people take as dietary supplements in the, in, with vitamins. But something, when it's in the testy, it causes them to not be able to produce sperm. Uh, here's here's what happens though. There's certain socioeconomic groups that like to have dogs that are intact. They don't like to have dogs that don't have testicles. Yep. And, and in fact, in most of the world, you you don't see sterilized male dogs. It's really a you know more common here by far than the rest of the world. But here's the good thing. There's a new study out. Um, well, it's not new now. A few months old came out of UC Davis that showed early spay neuter actually had a detrimental effect on pets. Wow. And as doctors, we first say do no harm, and they're finding out that these dogs that have early spay-neuter not only have the weight gain, which we all know, but they have an increased risk of joint damage, both shoulder and knees and hips, and also an increased risk of some very lethal cancers, hemangiosarcoma and lymphosarcoma. And how early is early? What age are you talking about? You, you do this three to ten months. Oh, but what, what, No, for the what, ones that you're saying you're seeing problems on yeah. those those. Those ones that are done three to four months, and and I'm part of the I'm part of the same problem. When when I graduated from veterinary school, this is 1980. They told us to let let a you know the common thinking let a female go through one heat period so the urinary tract is developed, and then let the male be sexually mature and then castrate the male. And then we went to early spay neuter to try to reduce the number of people that just never got around to having it done. You know so and and then what we're finding out without that testosterone in that male dog they just don't develop properly or they don't have a strong of uh, of bones and tendons. Now what we're hoping for, and this hasn't been proven, I want to make this clear. What happens with these dogs, though, in 48 hours they're sterile. They still have their testes. And, you know, I'm, I'll am i be 60 years old this year, Hal, and I don't know how no. old you are. <laughs> no. do, you, do you remember the old Clairol commercial, only your hairdresser knows yep. for sure? Yep. 
This is like one of those things only your veterinarian knows for sure because they're a little firmer and a little bit tinier, but nobody Mm. would ever know you had them sterilized unless they happen to flip their leg over on the inside of the flank. You put a a blue Z or green Z that means they've been zootered. Oh, and it it also goes on a name tag and it also goes into the registry for your uh, microchip. So there's there's three ways to know the dog's been zootered. That's good because at the dog park, people are going to be coming up to you going, you know, your dog has to be neutered to be here. Did you say that was a tattoo? Yeah, you you tattoo him. You tattoo him with a green Z inside the flank, a place where it's a really hairless area. And then they have a you can there's a name uh, an ID tag you can put on and also it's inside the data the database of the microchip so there's three ways to know it's been zootered. Before Dr. Marty goes, do you see this uh, becoming applicable to guys like me who should never reproduce? <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi Bob, welcome to Animal Radio. How you doing? Very good. I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. Well, hi, Bob. Okay. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What kind of critter you got? Furry, uh, feathered, slithering? <laughs> uh, it's furry. It's a uh, three-year-old uh, golden retriever. Okay, wonderful. What's going on? Well, he was getting these, uh, I don't know if you know what they are. They're called, uh, they're like little spurs, uh, foxtails. Okay. He was getting them between his toes. So my son took the trimmers and trimmed the hair between his toes. We trimmed one of them too short, and it, you know, it uh, nicked it and got got a sore on there. Okay. And he he kept licking it, and it kept wasn't getting any better. So my wife's been soaking it and putting stuff on it, and it's gotten better. But then it got a, like a big blister on it. Okay. And my son popped the blister. I guess some clear, bloody clear liquid came out, but it hadn't come back. But we wonder if there's anything else that we can do for it or if that's the best stuff we're doing, what we're doing. Yeah. With what you're describing here, Bob, I think there's two things that I that I might look at with him. Number one is that in many cases, these foxtails, they burrow in, and part of it is kind of above the surface, and the other part is like an iceberg. It's underneath the water, underneath the skin surface. So it's very possible he could still have some of that embedded in there, and that's just going to fester until we can get that surgically yanked out of there um and i'm always impressed by the ability of foxtail these little seed parts are just kind of working their way into the body and and really just kind of putting their arms up against the door jam and saying "Uh uh-uh i'm not going anywhere so um so really i'd have to encourage you to get that looked at to see if we need to do a little minor surgery on that to get that out um this the second thing that's really important when we get these kind of festering sores is soaking is great but he's probably going to need some antibiotics um once we break down that skin barrier and you've got an open sore, um, you know, it's just standard of care for these kind of things to, to get the baby on some antibiotics to help that heal from the inside out. And I think with those two things, then you'll have a chance of getting things to heal up. But, uh, yeah, they can really be buggers and, um, you know, even just other areas of the feet. Um, so if you haven't, I'm sure you've already looked around, but uh, common places this past week and this past month, my gosh, we've had them out of dogs' eyeballs. Um, wow. We've had them come out of vaginal areas of dogs. Uh, yesterday I took one out of a prepuce of a dog. Believe it or not, it migrated through. Horrible stuff. My, so um, we do it. My daughter's dog swallowed one. Had to go to the vet and put her, yes. you know, the, put her under to get get it out. Absolutely, that will wow. migrate through the digestive tract and, and basically kind of cause abdominal 
peritonitis, basically. So, yeah, some bad stuff. So I, I, I do a, a nose-to-tail search, really, from uh, inside the ears, inside the oral cavity, all the feet, lift the tail, look at all the private parts. And those are really the places where these foxtails like to live and just kind of fester. So, um so I'd definitely get your little fellow over to the vet and see if we need to go poking around in that uh, that sore a little bit. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for your call today, Bob. Yes, antibiotics, very important with that. And, boy, those foxtails, it seems like every year we battle those here at the studios. The cats go out in the cattery and they roll around and get those. Oh, yeah, we had one of our cats that actually, I guess, got it in its mouth and its cheek. The whole side of her face was swollen. Caused an abscess? Yeah, oh. and we had to take her in and get it drained, and they actually found the foxtail embedded in there. I didn't realize that was a problem everyone had, but I guess you see a lot of that over at the clinic, don't you? Oh, yeah. You know, it's all over. It doesn't matter where you live in the country. These things are are pretty much everywhere. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio, baby. It's underwriters like Stella and Chewy's that make this possible. Thank you so much. Check out the brand new intro pack. Stella Super Beef, the Chewy's Chicken, the Duck Duck Goose, the Simply Venison, and the Phenomenal Pheasant, all three ninety nine. where you pick up Stella and Chewy's. Can I ask Alan a training question? You know what's so funny, Dr. Debbie? I just wanted to ask you a question. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I actually want to ask Alan, what is your position? Do you like or not like the concept of clicker training? Oh, I think it's great. You know, I think I think like this, everything is great, no matter what it is, as long as you're a great leader and teacher like you. Whatever method you choose that works for you is great. I make clicker noises with my mouth, and I have, I have various ways I communicate with my dog. Very rarely do I talk. Can I hear some of the know? clicker noise with your mouth? There it is. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty impressive. If I do that, it means I want him to do something, but he already knows what it is I want him to do because we do the exact same things every day. So you lick yourself? <laughs> I don't lick myself. I allow him to lick me. Thank you very much. Oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> I can moment. see why your desk is messy. <laughs> Veterinarians have a sick sense of humor. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Uh, so what's your question, <coughs> Alan? Oh, my question? Yes. Uh, you know, my question is more appealing to Dr. Debbie's sympathetic side. I, I've got these two neighbors, and, and, and they've got very smart, out-of-control dogs, and, and I don't say anything to them. They come to me, and they go, you know, I really got to have you over, and I really got to have you help me with my dog. But then they never really follow through. I mean, it's like years I've been hearing this. Why do you think people, why is it people really don't want to help their dogs and teach their dogs manners and how to behave? What is it? See, and I, I've got a neighbor that does the same thing, and what they want is a quick fix. They don't want to work at it. They want you to go in and wave your magic wand. It's done. Now your dog is fixed, and they're, then oh. they would follow through. They don't want to work at it. They don't want to be consistent. They don't want. They want an easy fix. Good. I'm going to expand on that, and I think Judy, you're right. But a lot of because dogs are trained by the people, so a lot of the bad behaviors are actually reflecting and mirroring, you know, the bad training or the choices they've made in their home. Home that maybe aren't appropriate, and that's it's hard for people to look and say, you know, this is the wrong thing. And I actually I was corrected by a client of mine recently, and, and kind of learning about Bouvier's, and and he said, you know what, you're talking to her too high pitched. You're going to amp her up, and it's not hmm. going to help calm her. Wow. And yes. you know, you know, here he that's corrected me, and someone mistake. would say, oh my gosh, you know, Doctor Debbie got corrected. But you know what, he was right, and because I was a pet owner, not just a veterinarian, I wasn't able to see what I was doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need that person to kind of 
shine the, the truth in your face. <laughs> One family, they've got a puppy, and this dog is so smart, and he'd be such a great dog. And I go over there, and you know, he's biting all the kids, he's jumping on everybody, Aww. he's stealing their shoes and running away, you know. And and I just put him on a leash, and, and you know, within ten minutes, he's walking by my side. He's all mellow and calm. I'm teaching him to come and sit, and you know, they weren't around to see it. Just the kids were around to see it. But I thought, man, I'd love to work with this dog. He'd be such a great dog. And right now, he's just headed for out of control land, where they're just not going to be able to bring him anywhere. They're they're not going to be able to take them around people. They're going to have to lock them up when people come to visit. And it makes me sad. Yeah, and that's the kind of dog that ends up at a shelter. Yeah. What if we, we yeah. required that all dogs during their puppyhood had to go to school just like kids do? There you go. Yeah, the people be great? need to go to school. The people need to go to <laughs> well, school. Well, they'd have to take them. You know, there's a, an adoption service here where you have to go to uh, six dog training sessions before they'll let you adopt the dog. And I've got some friends that did it. Yeah. And they are still not doing what... What they're supposed to be doing with the dogs, you know. The dogs are just doing whatever they want. Let's go to JC right now who wants to talk to Dr. Deb. Hey, JC. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, say, I got a small Datsun. Uh, she's about 10 pounds. Uh, she's about 10 pounds. And, okay. and I heard that if you give chewing tobacco uh, to the dog, is that true that takes the tapeworm out? Ah, no, oh no, no, no. Okay, so no, this is a, a very um, common, like old wives' tale that's out there. This is this is a fallacy. So we don't want to give any kind of tobacco to dogs. It actually is toxic to them. Now, where this ever came from, you know. Most nicotine, when it's given to animals, if they ingest it, it, it'll cause vomiting. So maybe in a pet who has worms, you know, by giving them a tobacco product, you'd see them vomit the worm up. Now, that doesn't mean you're curing them of this problem. You're just going to actually make a bigger problem for this baby. So, so no, we... We need to get into using a typical um, uh, deworming product. Now, you mentioned, is it tapeworms? Is that what you're worried about? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you're seeing the little um, rice-like segments along the, the butt area that are dried up on the fur. Is that what you're getting? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So so there definitely are some products that we can use. It, I would direct you to your veterinarian um, because a lot of times you won't get the right ones if you're going over the counter, um, but there's some different ones. Um, there's one called Drontal, um, and then there's another that's um, Fenbendazole that we can use. Those would be some of the different um, products that I might look at. But you want to get, get that taken care of the proper way. And then also, important to note, tapeworms are linked in their life cycle with fleas. So if you're in a flea endemic area, you also need to make sure you're tackling those fleas to get rid of those guys. All righty. Thank you so much, first-time listener, and I appreciate that info. Thank you for Uh listening. We appreciate that. It's always great to hear first-time listeners listening. That was a wild one. But that was a fun one. Kind of nice, simple, straightforward question. I like that. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah, it's one of those old, old, it's like given kerosene, or there's all sorts of things you can hear about well, how do, on top of animals. How do you get your dog to chew the tobacco? I mean, that's kind of, you know, wouldn't they swallow it, or do they keep it in their lips, right, in their pouch? <laughs> I'm sure it involves putting it in food, and, and, you know, the Labrador owner that I am, you can put just about anything in food, and they'll eat it. Oh, wow. 
1-866-405-8405. Remember, you can send us your questions at your voice at animalradio.com. Call in toll-free, the toll-free number. You can even uh, tweet us your questions at Animal Radio. Uh, by the way, if you sign up for our tweet feed, you'll get all the recalls and the latest news. And over at Facebook at Animal Radio. And do not forget the Animal Radio app. It just flew by today. I want to thank Jennifer Graham, Brittany Coleman, Dr. Marty Becker, and Francesco Marciuliano for joining us today. Had a lot of fun with you. We're going to have to get him back on again. Yeah, definitely. If you missed any part of today's show, you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry and listen back to the show. Uh, listen to our archives, browse our resources, even ask Dr. Debbie or Alan a question straight from the Animal Radio app. Don't forget to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend over at Kindle, Amazon Kindle. We'll put links over at AnimalRadio.com. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. That flew by. This is Animal Radio Network.